0: I'm
1: sorry, we have to reschedule.
0: There are others assisting in your absence.
1: You can spare 10 minutes. You were the one who requested this meeting. Yes, sir, but that was before I knew about the evacuations. We have hundreds of refugees coming on board. I'm a busy
0: man, Dr. Culber. I cleared the time for you. We both know how this
1: works. We can skip the therapeutic niceties. What do you need? Well, you're familiar with my duties as ship's counselor and I saw how you were with Giorgio when she was in crisis, so. You need brutal honesty, noted. We now have eight and a half minutes.
0: to strange new takes i'm your host notch carnigan with me breaking some
1: prisoners out of a prison are adam bowen
2: emily bowen marler
3: and rudicus baker and uh, welcome to strange new takes again i guess in case some of y'all left uh, after hearing our names and associating us with our infamous past um just joking i hope none of us have <laughs> infamous pasts, but uh What's Strange New Takes about? Um, we're reviewing episodes of Star Trek in this strange new era, and we are excited to cover the fifth episode of the fourth season of Star Trek Discovery
1: called The Example, or The Example Satan One Shot. <laughs> uh follow us on social media that's uh at strange new takes on basically everything facebook instagram and twitter that's not basically everything but some <laughs> amount of things uh also are, you sure hinge? To... are you a bumble and okay cupid uh, i i, <laughs> I, I, you know I should be <laughs> so that i can tell uh, spread the good news about star trek discovery um and I don't know if yeah, your
2: wife would like you being on okay. Yeah, I probably shouldn't be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh but you could if if you can listeners, uh go get on to Bumble and tell people there about the podcast. Uh <laughs> and make sure to get a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh you could put that maybe in your bio or something like that. I think it would work pretty well. You'd get lots of people to uh, respond to you. Um, Yeah, like that's just how people will find us and it'll help grow the community and uh, make us feel good. Uh, That's pretty nice, too.
2: And before we get going, we just want to make sure you know that we are going to spoil this episode of Star Trek Discovery. So our assumption is that if you're listening to us talk about it, you have already seen the episode. And we may spoil some other episodes of Star Trek as well, because we're big nerds and we've seen them all.
0: Yes, we have. Well, um, speaking of episodes that we've watched, uh, as Rudy mentioned earlier, we're going to talk about the fifth episode of the fourth season of Star Trek Discovery, The Examples. It first aired on 16th December 2021. It was written by Kyle Jarrow and directed by Lee Rose. Another new pairing uh, for this season. They seem to be cycling through writers and directors. It's a very interesting situation. We always start our episodes with our strange new takes, so crew, who's got a strange new take for me? Um I'll get started um
3: in in looking at the d m a um I was reminded of you know interstellar the movie and how it got the shape of a black hole quite right, according to um scientists out there. And um, I went back and I was doing some digging on general sci-fi and what's coming out, and you know, cool stuff like Dune, which we've talked about and and, and praised in previous episodes. Um, there's apparently and, and and I have to I have to dig in a little bit deeper, but there's apparently an initiative to uh, make a series now on uh, or make a television show now on. Maybe it's a movie. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about, do I? But um, <laughs> one about um, the Rama series that um, oh. author C. Clark wrote. And I really like that to some extent. Um, and so hopefully that happens. And I've heard it's the same guy who's direct- going to be the same guy who directed Dune, uh, Mr. Villeneuve. So let's see if that happens.
1: Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, it, it feels like... Uh, the. We're, we do seem to be mining a lot of uh, old sci-fi for uh, reboots and whatnot. So that uh, that's it. That's interesting.
3: I think it's a movie. That's what they're, that's what they're saying. It's going to be a, it's, it's going to the first, uh, first book of the series, a so rendezvous with Rama um, sci-fi movie. Dennis will know about um, this episode. Well, we're, we're back to the DMA and uh, it, uh, yeah, it's, it's,
0: it's artificial. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Alright, it's, it's a very strange new take. Um, <laughs> I'll go next. Uh, so interestingly, if if y'all are shuttle, space shuttle nerds, you will know that STS uh, 107 was the unfortunate disaster that killed um, the astronauts aboard the Columbia. Um, it's a Columbia shuttle disaster where on re-entry, the shuttle broke up. What I didn't know until very recently, I was doing some Googling, is that the the next shuttle mission, STS-114, included the shape of the insignia of STS-107, uh, the previous mission, in its insignia, and it's kind of like a little shuttle making a wake in in, in on the insignia of the new insignia. And it's kind of cool. It's a, it's a really neat little tribute. Um, I really respected that. It, it didn't bring, quite bring a tear to my eye, but it took me a second to like reflect on how beautiful it was. So I thought I would share that with all of you. Um, speaking of things that brought tears to my eyes, uh, that moment that you know Felix dies um, did not do that for me uh, at all. Mm. I returned to these moments where basically Discovery really wants me to feel something very deeply, and I just don't. And I don't know if it's because I'm dead inside, or if it's discovery so that's my, my husband feels the <laughs> same
2: way if it's any consolation so okay
0: all right yeah, <laughs> he doesn't we need feel to... a personal
2: connection to the characters he likes the story sometimes but he does not like the, he he's not he's like i i can tell i'm supposed to be feeling something right now <laughs> because the music just... swells
0: up it's like you yeah. know the music swells up the lights swell up the camera director goes in for the close shot you know and then the truck hits Edith Keller and everyone else still ends the episode laughing and feeling happy for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of... Anyway, we'll talk more about this when we get to that part of the episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, my strange new take is I don't think you should ever say, you know, I feel fortunate that I haven't had to deal with this thing that, that other people have had to deal with because it'll come bite you in the ass. Because, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, I was like really glad that my kids never put anything up his nose you know that's that's really been good that he hasn't done that and and then on <sighs> Thursday he he did and oh. so and it was too far up for us to do anything about it. and so we went to urgent care and the ER and we may be having a procedure done next week. <laughs> so, so the moral of the story is don't ever get complacent and think, well, I haven't had to deal with this one yet. Because <laughs> maybe you will. <laughs>
1: yeah. Doesn't matter I mean, everything.
2: Everything's going or... <laughs> yeah, to be fine. You know, it's not like, but it's still stressful. And this poor kid, you can tell there's nothing else that he's thinking of except what's in his nose. Cause it was the first thing he talked about this morning. <laughs> Poor kiddo <laughs> anyway. So, um, and for the episode, well, I was going to say I my strange new take is that my husband said this was his favorite episode of discovery, but he also like you notch feels like, like he just doesn't have, he doesn't feel a connection to the characters. And I was reflecting on that. Like he just doesn't, I don't, I don't know. Cause I still like I find myself being moved by some things. I'm trying to think there was a moment in this episode that I was like, Oh that was that was a good scene, you know, so i've I've had moments like that mm-hmm. and and there are characters that I do really like in discovery but but I am finding it interesting that some people can even have watched it from the beginning and and really just don't feel a connection to the characters in the story. so it's interesting to me
1: uh so. For my strange new take, um, I'm going to say sometimes there are just you just need to step back and appreciate the simple pleasures in life. Uh, My chicken, Josephine, knows all about this. And uh, this morning there was some uh, rain had gotten in their feed overnight, and (coughs) that just makes her favorite, which is rain porridge. And uh, she just looked looked up at me as I was taking the trash out with uh, just like crumbs all over her dang face and just (laughs) chirped contentedly and was very excited uh, and then dug back into the food. So I'm happy for Josephine Uh, for the episode. I will say there was a moment uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about this moment in this episode where my jaw dropped. Uh, lower than it has dropped maybe in almost any Star Trek episode. Uh, It it might have been rivaled by the time that I assumed they were setting up that Control was actually the origin for the Borg. And I feel like probably this is going to have a similar resolution to it as well. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I I think
0: I know what you're talking about. We'll get to it. Uh, yep. a little bit later and we'll figure out what it is all right well here is a summary for memory and alpha burnham and book race to evacuate a group of stranded colonists in the alum anomalies path as one of the federation's brightest scientists comes aboard the uss discovery to do high stakes of research with saru and stamets so let's talk story and writing as we usually do we'll start with uh the plots which are kind of intertwined there's two main plots i'd say like there's a ish plot with culbert mm-hmm. usually i would start with the c ish plot just to get it out of the way but i don't think it's quite appropriate in this particular uh go around so let's let's go with let's go with what happens at the start of the episode which is that we figure out that the anomaly is man-made <gasps> or, or creature made zooid creature made perhaps yes it,
1: it definitely a <laughs> zooid creature created this one <laughs> um
0: and maybe maybe that's the twist it's not creature made it's ai created
1: bah, bah, bah. control is so, waiting around the whole time yeah it's it 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 like got it, a control it, of a hyper giant star <laughs> <laughs> control decided to, to,
0: to just bide its time for 900 years it was like, it, it was the one that took out um, Sukal's mom because it knew the burn would happen. And then like it just. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, it's not all well,
2: been control all along.
1: That's actually not a bad plot. Yeah, it's, it's probably not worse than what they did.
0: So, yeah, so. <laughs> uh, so, so um, I'm getting the sense that y'all didn't like it.
1: I no, mean, really?
3: Did, you, I, did we say that? No, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> like for 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 me, it just—I mean, I'm maybe they can uh, salvage it and make it interesting or something. And I, I feel like maybe they're going interesting directions with this. Um, but uh, this is definitely what I was worried about with the anomaly. I was starting to get excited with like episode two, where they're talking about like, oh, there is this very like normal natural explanation. Maybe it's like. Something we're going to have to wonder about nature and all the things that can happen out of our control. Um, but yeah, it 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 is a there is a villain somewhere waiting in the uh, the later half of the season. Uh, probably his wife was killed uh, by something and he needs to seek revenge upon X. Um, and he needs to destroy Discovery specifically in order to achieve that. Uh, and then he will go on to destroy Earth and whatnot. But, yeah, I just feel like we've done this way too many times before.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay. I, you know, I'm in the strange position of coming in to disagree with this. I actually prefer that it's creature, zooid creature created and not a natural phenomenon. It actually gives me some hope that there will be some, like, cool dialogue or like it's interesting now like who is ruan tarka like what did he actually make this like it brings on some questions for me that when they first introduced the dma i was like i have no questions i have no questions at all now i'm like ooh, you've roped me in what's the second course i (laughs) wonder this tasting menu seems interesting now um so it's it's that's how I feel after this revelation. I, it actually made me a little bit happier with this whole anomaly situation, which by the way, overall I still would prefer if it didn't exist, but here we all are.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I I guess there is the um like Star Trek has lots of like great classic v- villains that have uh interesting dialogue and whatnot. So yeah, I it, it, it there is potential in there. It just uh and and I think you're right that we we have set up a bit of a mystery with Ruan Tarka, uh that yeah, like maybe he did create it or uh I, I, I guess I'm I'm hoping that it's just not a straight up like someone had a villainous plot to do villainy things and that's why the DMA exists.
0: So let's 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 go down this path, right? We'll come back to our Akali friends later, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll talk about Mr. Tarka first. And First of all, I was really when they when they described Tarka before he came on the screen. I really thought Stamitz was gonna get a like a dose of his own medicine. He was just gonna meet another Stamitz. and <laughs> that's not quite what happened.
1: Not 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 exactly. I, I mean, th- this guy is uh, came full full on douchebag uh, <laughs> onto the discovery. Gross. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh but he he just uh was yeah i i it, it i i agree with you that it was uh maybe it would have been interesting to have like a copy of stamets but he he did have sort of that um like uh just uh willing to be like uncomfortable and insulting to literally every single person that he comes across
2: well and after a while stamets seemed to like him so
1: He's
3: yeah, like, oh, yeah, I that, that that kind of
2: like won me. him over. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like I like this
3: new friend. I'm gonna just support him and back him up throughout, and you know, endanger everybody. I mean, I don't know what's going on there, but did y'all yeah. even before we go there? Um, what did y'all think about Darka's? Uh, uh, and I cringe when I say this is what, was that a fidget phaser or a fidget pistol? What was that thing that he kept like clicking around in his hand? Fidget pistol sounds terrible. I
1: apologize. <laughs> I don't even recall what you're talking about. I'm gonna need to
0: Yeah, I d I didn't really notice that to be perfectly honest. There was something
3: that he had in his hand that he kept like turning round around or huh, interesting. um I had the most amazing hallucinations watching <laughs> <laughs>
2: <too. laughs> Discovery. But
3: uh but yeah, that was that was that was It was irritating. that COVID booster. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I had mine earlier this week. <laughs>
2: You know, so I, I find this interesting. It did not dawn on me that Ruan Tarka could have been responsible for the DMA. So do you think that that could be what it is? Like what they're getting ready to reveal that's, or no?
1: That's at least what book seems to imply. Although, but maybe I'm misreading it. Mm.
0: So I, I don't think it's that simple. I think I think Tarka knows what knows more than he's letting on which is exactly what the final scene is supposed to imply but i don't think he made it i think he was he might it might be one of those situations where you know like how like you contribute one piece of research to something and someone like takes it and does something else i I could see him having Mm. done some work on that but i don't i don't know um But before we get too far ahead of ourselves down that track, I got to say, I, I'm i split about how I felt about Rowan Tarka, because I thought that some of the, this was... So I feel like Discovery sometimes has tried to make me feel like a character has kind of that chaotic energy and it's fallen mm. flat. I've always felt that they're like, I think Laura, the, the president, Relic, is, I think, a good example where they're like... I'm supposed to think she's ambiguous or whatever and I'm like, she's good. Why are you making her out to be bad? Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Tarka, I really felt that chaotic energy. He's He, to me, feels like either chaotic evil or chaotic neutral. I'm not sure yet. But mm. he comes on board. The stuff that he's talking about science and where he's like, we've got to push the boundaries. We only make discoveries when you push the boundaries. I mean, it's not true, like Jet Reno points out. Which, by the way, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how awesome was her being back? But oh my anyway, gosh, that's I,
2: why I loved the episode was just because of her.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. T- yeah. Jet,
1: Jet Reno in any episode is great. Absolutely fantastic.
0: Uh, unfortunately, we do know that she's not going to be in too many because Stignataro talked about how she wasn't in Toronto right. the whole time <laughs> and all that. But anyway, um, I. But but the stuff that Tarka says to her about like we've we've got to take some risks, we have got to break some eggs to make an omelet. I like that. I was like, I was with him. He was, his his charisma is kind of infectious to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed that part. And I also liked that it wasn't one of those, like, Suru wanted to, like, turn off the experiment, but he didn't. And then it all worked out. No, Suru like, turned it off.
1: And yeah, yeah.
0: So it was like, everybody did their jobs. Nobody went overboard. But at the same time, it was kind of a, it, it made Every part of that scene I was like what would I do in the situation? I don't know. I'm so like I was so paralyzed and then watching the characters push the scene forward made me excited, I guess.
2: Well, and I super loved Jet Reno saying, "That was the closest you've ever come to almost killing us." <laughs> <was>
3: yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: yes. That was pretty great. She's the so, yeah.
3: so 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 not um the, the crackerly really bad joke um Ruan Tarka put some Tarka into Discovery for, uh, Discovery There's going to be, like, more.
0: one listener who understands what you just said, and I'm there for it. Yeah. All
1: right. So, so Let's that, move on swiftly. before no, no I have to explain
0: this. I want no. to
2: know what it yeah. means.
3: <laughs> so I'm going to try. I don't, I've not read this up, but Tarka actually means in Hindi, it's the act of adding spice to something that's cooking, or it is the spice that is that is cooked or, like, you know, seasoned in oil. I don't know. notch is a, is a better... Uh, Oh, that's right. I foodier think than I am. Uh, and it looks like he likes his food analogies, and he probably liked the whole mashed potato and bee thing as well, which I didn't <laughs> quite get, but... Uh, <laughs> um.
2: He just wanted to play with some food. Yeah,
3: <gasps> yeah that, that's... So, so yeah, sorry. We'll move on ahead. That's what Turka means, and he's added spice. I, I agree with you, uh, Nach. um And and the gentleman's a good actor. He's... Um, He's he's got a he's got a continuing role in the first few seasons of the Expanse, and he plays that well. Um, Sean be, Doyle, yes, Sean mm-hmm. Doyle, and won't won't say more uh, in terms of that role. But I will. Say you don't want to spoil it like I did, yeah, no. <laughs> earlier <Really>, before <laughs> we started spoil the recording. It like I did. <laughs> um, but uh, I should have it's...
2: given a spoiler warning before we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: But but he has the ability that the the actor has the ability to create mystery around his role. He he did that mm-hmm. in The Expanse. So so mm-hmm. I, hopefully he can mm-hmm. carry that forward. And, and it seems like he's at least snagged
0: notch a little bit there. Um, yeah. Um, just to go back to the the tadka, so it's typically prana- uh, spelled T A D K A, and in Indian cooking, it refers to the act of adding spices to oil before you make the meal so this is a an interesting thing that most western dishes don't have but in indian dishes you add the spices to the oil you let them crisp up a little bit um let's leach out some of their flavors so there's an entire npr article about it that you can read and much much more out there so uh i i would respect the shit out of discoveries writers if this is what they're going for with this name i doubt it but still like it would be a deep 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 cut and, and you know, i'm so glad you caught it it's awesome <laughs> there's actually a restaurant that takes the r spelling
3: i've just pasted it here i don't know it's, oh yeah it's a chain in in, in austin at least but uh Durka indian Kitchens. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah (laughs) maybe they 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 exceed the power supply needs for the restaurant every so often to make their food even more delicious than it normally would be Um, i want
2: indian food now
0: i uh, so the other thing that like confuses me and makes me feel like he this dude knows something he's able to come on board he's able to be like yo check this out and Stamets is like whoa you just came up with the whole like reason the anomaly exists like you have the mechanism down what how did what and then like they do it in the lab, and it looks just like the real thing. So he he has to have some sort of background info. Okay, like he has yeah, to know something. True,
1: yeah. yeah, and right? he's been yeah, quiet I, for I a mean, while
3: and not contacting Stamets on a bunch of stuff, including the spore drive. So
2: because he was creating the anomaly. <clears throat> yeah, Doctor, I,
1: Doctor,
3: Doctor Doctor Jekyll.
1: Which, which I guess that, that 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 does bring up one thought that I had. Um, I had. Uh, uh written into the notes too but like we have that moment of like uh beginning of the episode the the dma disappears and it reappears a thousand light years away and everyone's sort of going around like it that breaks the law of physics doesn't it like nothing can do that while they're all sitting on a ship that can disappear and reappear (laughs) anywhere in the galaxy uh so it like there's a little bit of that which i i guess uh I was just, I was suspecting earlier in the season that there's maybe some sort of connection be, between Discovery, uh its ability to jump and the DMA. I don't know if that's really what they're going for, but it's it's interesting that that Ron Tarka is the one working on the new version of uh Discovery's the four drive. Four drive mm-hmm. And also he seems to be a uh someone who knows a lot about the DMA. Um I'm think like we've been talking about him enough. I, I'm I'm wondering if it's it it's worth me going into my uh jaw dropping moment. Uh, which was uh, at the end of the episode uh, book is sort of having this discussion with Ron Tarka to try to determine like, how, how does he know? Like he certainly knows more than he's uh, letting on. And we see Ron Tarka reach behind his neck and rub at a suspicious looking scar. Uh, At that point, my jaw dropped and like stayed that way for a good like 10 or 15 seconds uh, while well, my wife had absolutely no idea what was going on with me, and I was so excited. Uh, my assumption is that we're referencing uh, the Next Generation's conspiracy <laughs> and that uh, uh, my what I was thinking earlier is that Ruan Tarka currently is under uh, uh, control of a parasite. I'm wondering now if maybe he was at some point and is no longer, but maybe... Uh, he he was somehow had involvement in the creation of the DMA as like part of their plot we know that that's, that species is supposed to be like much more advanced than the federation even like 800 years ago um so and, i i don't know and and we
0: got we got to just define for our listeners who may not be up on their tng yes. episode, first season of episode titles 25th episode first season of tng the famous one where riker uh and picard aggressively eat worms to convince their uh neural parasite takeover starfleet command controllers that they are also parasite infected uh so so and and there's a little slug that comes out and then there's been this like other officer who has the mother creature which they have like this massive gory moment where the guy's like body is spliced open on a on a chair uh, if you remember, which
1: I, I think was uh has been edited, I uh either the episode itself is not aired or the episode has been edited in other countries, uh, because it, it, it is truly disgusting. Uh, a I guy's think in the like UK, chest they explodes. didn't show that, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, just especially for like season one of Next Generation, it seems very out of place. So, I, I've tried
0: to look for a picture of the um the the like neck thing from the parasites i feel like i remember it existing in the episode but i can't it's I like a little
3: spike yeah it's like a breathing hole kind of
0: thing right For the but parasite. it looks right. kind
3: of
2: like yeah. a little spike that's sticking out the back of their yeah. neck almost so like was, it's the tail of the
1: yeah and, then, and we, we don't see that in this episode <laughs> but what i'm imagining what i'm wondering is if uh he was able to have it successfully removed uh, Because this right. is the future in programmable matter or something like that.
3: So you're thinking those are surgical scars or something? Yeah. I kind of felt like it was a symbol, but maybe I saw it too quickly and like some kind of I,
1: I saw on Reddit someone had said, uh, which maybe this is where they're going and they're, they're not intending the whole conspiracy connection at all. Uh, that it looks similar to the the pain devices. That that's what uh, I th- that's the, what I thought uh, it was. Emerald chain set up. It just for, for me they like lingered on it too long, and it seemed like such a dramatic reveal that just revealing that like oh, also he had he hates the chain because he was like in a press gang with this one time. Like that that doesn't seem interesting as like a and that's how he knows about the DMA. But I don't know. I'd love There's... for it to
3: be what you're saying, though. I I doubt it. I'd love for it to be worth saying.
0: Yeah, it's it's. There are people who've, who've speculated that it's a Borg implant that's been removed, some sort of other like control device. Mm. There's just all sorts of stuff that that people have suggested, but I I'm with you, Adam. I think the neuroparasite's is the be- biggest bet because like, I feel like everybody who. Well it's not both of us went to reddit to look and see if if everybody was talking about neuroparasites nobody is you're the only two people who are so, yeah
1: it's re- it was uh, really bizarre I assume 100 percent of the internet was there with me at least of Star yeah. Trek reddit yeah. internet
0: <laughs> so so we'll see I'll post it maybe I'll post some base screenshots on our social media and we'll see if our uh, people who follow us have any uptake on on the idea um what did y'all think about that last scene with book? I think it was one of the better scenes of the episode.
3: Um I I didn't quite re- read it the way you all did where book kind of felt that this guy was was nefarious or holding back stuff. It was more like hey he said I mean he he said something to the effect of you know so much and you don't know all of it yet, but when you get to that level you must have an idea of what it could be. So what do you think it is? So I took that as, you know, an honest, transparent conversation. But now that I think about it, I, I don't know, you, you, you guys, you guys' um, uh, opinions that book is kind of, you know, it's trying to imply that that guy knows more than he is letting, he's revealing, mm-hmm. which he kind of, which he makes very clear, right? He's like, and he he, he has a very flippant uh, retort in terms of something in the name of science. And I'm like, is, is book going to get, you know, is going to get, get offended and, and call out that, you know, in the name of science, he lost his, everything he knows, right? In terms of his right. planet, his home world. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so it was, it was, I, I'd like for that intrigue, I, I think I now agree with you, not not I'd like for that intrigue to continue and ground the show if they're, if they're going to use the DMA as the, the common thread uh, mm-hmm. and, and do it right.
1: Well and and I think it it at least for discovery discovery has so much been pushing the like science is amazing math is awesome and whatever and it, it would be interesting to have a character that is like they're 100% behind science but like don't have any controls on anything so I, I can see the the appeal of him as like a uh an interesting sort of foil to how everyone else is viewing things
0: you're basically coming up with space doctor Mangala. Uh, yeah is, maybe is, is what we're <laughs> we're in store for if that's the point um the other the couple of other theories that i've heard by the way are if you watch this third season of enterprise you had those dyson spheres or not Di- were they dyson sphere i can't remember what type of sphere but the uh, spheres that harness the energy of a star and that that is that's what a dyson sphere is yeah so that's what's at the heart of these um of this anomaly, there's also been some talk, and this I think is you know five G Bill Gates microchip vaccine territory talk that Zora the computer of discovery is creating the anomaly. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, but we did get a moment where early in the episode was Zora is now empathetic and has can feel emotions, um, and I. I'm really, that again is another moment where this is like, I have so many questions. <laughs> Wait, don't go to the next thing. Tell me more, which I, I, I really liked it. I, I thought that was a light touch with the way that they like just let that flow and then next second you in the next moment. And I, I liked how Sonico yeah. Martin-Green played it as like, what is happening?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, but the, like, uh, I, I have to go save a thousand people. I can't, I can't have a big conversation with the computer right now. <laughs>
0: Exactly. <laughs> um so so I I thought that was that was pretty neat personally. Uh mm-hmm. it's going to be exciting where to see where that goes again. This is Calypso territory uh mm-hmm. that we're getting to. Um has Calypso happened before? This episode already cuz doesn't Zora take the name Zora in Calypso?
1: That's that was my recollection. I uh, I mean so I was uh, at least when we had that transition uh, from season two to season or like the end of season two, where we know that we're going to go into the future. I sort of assumed that season three would reveal that like maybe the crew had gone to the future, but the ship didn't actually go to the future and like had to be by itself for a thousand years, mm. which would fit a bit better with Calyp with like what Calypso talks about. But uh, yeah, I-, I I'm a I'm definitely a bit confused about the timelines here.
0: Yeah, so we'll see how that all uh, pans out. Uh, Let's take a break here. We'll come back and talk about our Culber plot and the stuff that happens on the planet or the asteroid.
1: Great science was never accomplished with caution. I'm not sure that's actually true. Sir, if we can understand this tech, then we can figure out who built it and maybe even how to stop it. Every piece of data is a clue. Commander, I do not
0: believe that you or Mr. Tarka are considering the risks as seriously as you should. You realize it's a choice
1: to be this tense, right? Mr. Tarka, I have extraordinary responsibilities on...
0: Welcome back to Strange New Takes. We've been looking at Zora and trying to come up with some theories for how they're going to make Calypso merge into Discovery. I think it's going to be... They're going to add a little scene at the end of the movie where Burnham is holding a little snow globe. And it was all a dream. <laughs> it's all a dream. Uh, um, but uh, coming back to, to, to the examples, we had David Cronenberg's character show up in this episode for quite a bit of time. And show, you know I joked last week that he's just going to have all of these different functions and it's just going to be very funny. And then yeah, he shows all up, and now he's a he's a counselor somehow. Not just a counselor, he's a counselor who counsels counselors. Say that three who, times for us.
1: Yeah, who counsels the counselors?
2: But um, he did kind of fulfill this role with Giorgio. I mean, they they did kind I of mean, yeah. They, he did. It, they he showed, showed the, the least, precedent.
1: Yeah, it, but it 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 was. Uh, i guess that they they knew that it would be jarring to have him appear so they had at least like expressed like remember in season three episode five when you advised george with the, about this I,
3: I thought that was more about him being like this you know uh section 31 kind of uh you know really deep person trying to figure george out but also giving her advice and also recruiting her in a in a, in a weird way. And, yeah. and that's why he's giving her advice. On, and so he, he comes across as much more transparently good here. So,
1: I yeah. Don't. I, oh I, I, w- I wonder, it would be, it'll be interesting to see like after, um, they'll probably do like, someone needs to interview these, the writers, like when discovery is done. And like, did you know who David Cronenberg was the whole time? Cause it, I, I, I felt in the, in the, the third season, it was kind of like, is he the president? Or is he Section yeah. 31 or what? And this time they're like, he's a, a consultant for anything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: of course, uh, the character's name is Kovic, which we should start to use it somewhere in this conversation. I keep yes. forgetting that it's Besides Kovic. Besides from... David
2: Cronenberg.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, director David Cronenberg is part of the Discovery Universe now.
2: <laughs> but you know, this. I mean, this scene was 100% hey, I'm speaking to all of you who are living through this pandemic and have not had the opportunity to have any self-care because mm. you are having to spend so much time caring for other people who don't give a shit about the health of the world yeah. and just keep filling up all of the hospitals with... Yeah, anyway, sorry.
1: I think you're 100% right with that.
2: Yeah. And I mean, and I, 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 I don't know. I felt like it was a scene that could speak to so many different people on so many levels of just feeling like we, you know, I, I know I need to do this thing to make sure that I'm okay, but I just don't have time. I have to do this. And, and it's, we all, I think, well, I don't know about we all, I shouldn't generalize. A lot of us, I think function on this, um, uh, in this, uh, mode of um, like, there's just all there's always a crisis, or there's all there's never time to stop and just mm-hmm. be and just rest. We're always part of the grind. We're always having to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, and mm-hmm. we're just it's it's like one of the most unhealthy aspects of our society that we just keep, you know, we don't let people take a break, we don't let people take time off, we don't let you know, and it's mm-hmm. so so unhealthy and so we're just kind of watching that play out with um colber um because clearly and and he has that great line like i know ultimately i'm not going to be any good to anyone
1: yeah. if
2: i don't if i don't take that time but i just don't know when to take that time like we're in the middle of a crisis and we're always in the middle of the crisis and i think that's a big lesson and a hard lesson for all of us to learn there's never no, there's never going to be a good time but mm-hmm. we still have to we still have to stop sometimes mm-hmm. and just no, I, take that I, break and anyway yeah, i, I thought it was a good scene for that reason no i
1: i i and i i agree with you i think the the weird thing for me and this happened with two separate parts of this episode i didn't i feel like the scene would have been more effective and made more sense if it happened like f- 3 hours later when it or 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 x <laughs> hours later when they weren't currently evacuating like a well just like the people. test
2: like shouldn't the test have happened three hours later when they weren't yeah, evacuating yeah people? it's like I don't <laughs> understand why
1: this experiment needs to happen while we have a power just drain television. from the transporters and uh, where we we shouldn't introduce something that may break the transporters permanently and with I I understood that
0: one that one I got because you know it's a, it's a race against time to figure this out every minute yeah. counts like and, and you got a character who's like super excited about it and just wants to like do so. I could. I could see why everybody's feeling like there isn't a moment to lose. And people did say like we shouldn't do this with the transporters there, which led mm. to Suru screaming. Which holy shit, that was amazing too. Um. So oh, I kind of yes. understood the test <laughs> part, but the the, um the the Kovish thing. Yeah, I mean again, also turbo speed counseling. Like I don't think it works like that. Mm-mm.
3: You know. <laughs> it was this. Sparkling, what did you say? Sparkling
0: diagnosis or prognosis, right? Right, right. <laughs> um, He's now part of the Kawat Malad absolute candor uh, counseling <laughs> services. Uh,
1: I, I, I mean, I, I guess like parts of it could be faster, but it, so I, maybe that's their guess is like, well, if a if a counselor can be truly honest to another counselor because they like they know that they don't need any of the bullshit, like I guess it could be faster, but I i don't know if it really works that way like there's lots of things that you can learn after like a long time of therapy of like oh if you if i just told myself this a month ago or a year ago i don't i probably wouldn't have listened
2: (laughs) (laughs) you needed the year of therapy leading to yeah yeah i I don't think it would have just
1: (laughs) worked to be like hey don't do this (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly
0: um let's let's move on to talking about the plot on the planet which by the way the species on the planet are the akali which are a deep cut from enterprise uh don't know if if any of you looked this up um that seeing the blank faces in front of me i don't think you'll have recently watched the ninth episode of the first season of star trek enterprise civilization it's been a long road everybody since then mm. uh and <laughs> um, we we get to see them return over here with a magistrate and six examples uh at the bottom of a prison yeah I'll leave it at that why don't you all take it over from here
2: did anyone else get ready to start singing from Limizarab while they were watching this scene? <laughs> <laughs> this person yeah. stole some food to feed his family i'm like oh, is there prison number 24601 <laughs> yeah we just
1: needed we needed him to lift something really heavy at some I point know. during the episode <laughs>
2: Well, and even I mean, the whole time I was getting Jean Valjean vibes, because even when um, I can't remember his name, but the guy that stayed behind on the planet, when he was saying, you know, I someone um, gave me shelter and I repaid him by stealing from him. And I was like, "This sounds like Jean Valjean (laughs) stealing the silver from the bishop. But then Jean Valjean didn't kill the bishop. So I guess it did take a dark turn there.
0: Allegedly, um, allegedly (laughs) didn't kill the bishop. You know, we don't know. Uh, maybe maybe the story's been rewritten for our benefit.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Don't mess with rob.
0: <laughs> um I'm glad that one of them was a killer so it wasn't all like, we're all good people and you are very justified in coming to come save us. And it's like at least one person is like, yeah, actually, I, I, I did really bad things.
1: Yeah, I I I, it, it, I think that does make it more interesting than to just like paint it as a hundred percent that uh, the uh, magistrate or whatever is is all is in the wrong in every single case.
0: By the way, Felix played by Michael eyes a Canadian actor, dancer, choreographer, director, and educator, and a professor at Starfleet Academy, and a counselor of counselors, and a member of Section Thirty One, along with Kovitch. Who knew? Michael Correa is just as talented. Um No, no. Some of those things he doesn't do. But he is actually a dancer, <laughs> choreographer, director, educator, and actor. He wow. is a prominent indigenous Canadian actor as well. He's Plains Cree from the Muskeg Lake Nation in Saskatchewan. So interesting uh, background there for an actor.
2: He's mm-hmm. also very beautiful. Like... I really liked, like, you know, they, they just cast really beautiful people on this show.
1: Yeah, they really but, do.
2: Um, but yeah, I don't know. When I was, because I, everyone, I just turned to Travis. I'm like, he's really beautiful. And we're like, he's like, like, there's something about his features that look very etched, but also soft at the same time. And I, I think that's just mm. also just the, his acting. Like, he just, anyway... I just enjoyed. Yeah, watching Yeah, he him. he had great presence well, for sure. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So, it,
1: like, I, I, I guess if I was also to like pick any of the the prisoners to like talk the most and like have the have the tragic backstory <laughs> or whatever, like, yeah, he's he's the one that, that I want that from. All,
0: all, all the presence of all the other prisoners were put into this one prisoner, and then like all of them were just <laughs> one dimensional cardboard cutouts so of the whole of the show. But um, that's just
2: kind of cool to find out that he does so many things in life.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because
2: I, I just feel like that's partly why I had that reaction to looking at him. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I was just like, like, there's just so much going on. Like, yeah, anyway, yeah. so. So,
3: mm-hmm. so. And, so, and, and then yeah, you knew, ahead. right, Emily? You knew once you, you you felt he was so good looking that you're just going to take him
0: away. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, I know. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. not Emily, but yeah, I was like. For sure, like halfway <laughs> this, through the episode, this dude gonna die. Like, yeah, he now. is not
2: gonna make it off of this rock.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: um, <laughs> was he also a different species from the remaining? Like, he didn't have those um, etches on. I didn't, I didn't see the etches of the. Oh of the yeah, oh, you're the, right. He's yeah,
0: a human. He did. Yeah, he's he's human, human. Right. Human. He was human. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I. Yes, by the end of the episode, I felt Burnham's decision was justified. But at the beginning, I was like, "Yo, are you serious? Like, you gonna go and like risk your own life to like do this?" Which, by the way, why is the captain of the starship? But because this is—I mean, this Michael we could say at, at at about any Star Trek ever. But like, come on, like you don't send your captain down to
1: nearly like if there's an entity bearing down that's gonna kill everybody. Like, yeah, I—I I mean, in this case, like the other people would have just died. Uh. <laughs> but yeah i don't know
3: (laughs) the ship was busy they were doing tests and counseling of counselors so right right well and and
1: i i guess this is this is a weakness of discovery though is i i felt like in a lot of other series of star trek that i like i knew that miles o'brien could like Come up with the solution for whatever thing, or or like there are lots of examples of like sort of a a character that you don't really see that that often. Like they can come up with a brilliant solution too. And since we've like stuffed it all into Burnham, I don't know that I I don't have the confidence that Reese could have solved that uh, in the way that that I do uh, Burnham.
0: I got really excited when Reese was gonna go on the mission, and I was like, Oh, Oh, is he gonna? Are we gonna get like an episode of Reese? No. No. Instead, he comes at a crucial time and is like, Let me pause because I know that there's an entity bearing down on us, but you need to hear my backstory here for a couple of minutes. It's very important that we spend time doing this right now. So uh, yeah. Discovery's exposition being a little clunky, we're going back to old habits on, on Discovery, but but it was good that Reese got some screen time.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do think they're trying to pivot more towards mm-hmm. the ensemble show. It's just, yeah, they're they're a little bit awkward about it sometimes. Well,
0: and
2: it was also interesting, I would just realize, so the last two episodes of Discovery, we haven't had any scenes on the bridge. This is the first time yeah. since the second episode of the season that we've had anything happen on the bridge. So that was kind of oh, interesting. Wow. And now, did you notice there was a different species sitting where Owo usually sits?
0: So Lutens you know, uh, Adar... Is a new character that was placed in, I think it's Detmer's position. And then the person. Oh, I you're,
2: it was Oa's. Uh, oh, there was someone I mean, else it, yeah. in Detmer's position as well? Yeah, there was. It's an
0: actor, uh, it's a character named Lieutenant Adar, played by Seema Se- Sepeheri. I don't know the character that you're talking about, who it was. Um, so. It,
2: the, I mean, it was definitely not a human and probably not even a humanoid mm-hmm. character who was sitting where Oa was
1: sitting. It, it looks like a like a, a slug or something
2: uh, yeah it was very it was very strange looking. but yeah. it was like so fast it was hard to really yeah yeah
1: down. i i uh we didn't get a whole lot of like different angled shots of it and whatnot mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. now this is making me wonder i mean discovery during filming of season four had a bunch of covid related shutdowns and things like that i'm wondering if and i don't mean to like i i've got to tread lightly here because i don't want to like say like these actors had covert or whatever but maybe if there was a potential exposure that people had to quarantine for um that might lead to certain actors not being present for certain shoots so they have
1: to kind of which is kind of realistic you know and maybe that's why lieutenant christopher exists and stuff like that instead Um. of bryce yeah. Well, and
2: you, I don't know if this affected uh, filming at all, but also Sonequa Martin-Green, both of her parents passed away oh, this no. year, like within wow. just a few days of each other. And I don't think it was an expected, I don't know what the story was. She didn't really go into it. She posted something on Instagram about it, but wow, and I awful. but I think it was around the time I remembered hearing that there were some shutdowns on filming with Discovery. And I wonder if that also played a role as well, because obviously, if both of your parents pass away, you're going to have to stop doing your job for a little bit. But yeah. so that was, you know, so I think it's I think it's been a I think it has been a difficult season for uh, uh, filming for Discovery for a number of reasons. you yeah. know.
0: Yeah, so that's so, but the, the, these might be the reasons that so we don't see certain actors. Other actors, yeah. not in this episode, Mary Wiseman, because Tilly's off at the Academy, mm-hmm. Um, Blue Del Barrio, uh, for reasons unknown at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, interestingly, I believe, despite, so both Mary Wiseman and Blue Del Barrio, it's explicitly called out in the Memory Alpha article that they were not credited and do not appear. I wonder if, I don't know if Ian Alexander was credited or... Maybe Ian Alexander is a guest actor, and so they aren't like credited on every episode normally. But I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, remember. I, I feel like I've
1: seen, I feel like I've seen Ian Alexander in the credits. But I, I, it, it may be just manufactured memory. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: and again, I mean, these are all. Each actor has their own like contract that says yeah. like when I appear or don't appear, you have to mm-hmm. give me credit. Don't mm-hmm. have to. And mm-hmm. these are all. Yeah, because I, I think conditions. this is the first
1: time Tic Notaro has been credited, mm-hmm. uh, right. at least in the opening credits. And
0: so anyway, getting getting back to the episode though for a second. Um I I you know, I I'll I'll confess, and this is again coming from someone who's typically a withering critic of Discovery, that whole prison thing, I kind of liked the architecture of the prison with the automated bug exploding bugs and mm-hmm. it felt very kind of like TOS y and it's like uh, you know, that there's a there's a canyon that you gotta jump over while fire comes out from the bottom, you know, like in the middle of the starship or whatever. Like it, it had it had that kind of feel, but I kind of liked it. Um, the when they walked into the prison, there's those six like beds with force fields on them. I thought the set design was again pretty nice. Like you know, uh, Bill and Rudy were praising the Vulcan set design last week. I have thought some of the other CGI sets were not as nice, but this one, I, I, it kind of it was atmospheric as far as I was concerned.
1: Yeah, like I, I, I feel like um, I was skeptical of how like the AR wall and things like that would work out. Uh, because of the first episode because it like star trek hq or starfleet hq uh looks (laughs) incredibly boring and sparse but uh, i i agree a a lot of the other sets in this uh in this season have been really interesting looking and we've had a lot of variety
0: yeah the presence of book it was kind of like a switch flipped on and off where he was like mopey at the start and then he becomes suddenly Mm -hmm. like cool book again during the mission and then he, the switch flips off again at the end, where he becomes Mopy Book again. Um, the prompt for that seemed to be Burnham's decision to let Felix die. And I don't know how we all felt about that, because again, I was not on the side of grab a man, kicking and screaming, him through a force field, transport him against his will. Uh, they're yeah. already kind of like forcing them to like go to the prison uh on on discovery because they they have to you know get their cases processed it's still not freedom whereas they could have granted them freedom um technically i i i guess what i'm trying to say here is that the moral dilemmas of this episode were actually well constructed as far as i'm concerned i don't like a lot of the time i i come up to these moral dilemmas and i'm like just do this like it's fine just do it like i solved it for you and it's obviously not that simple but i think that (laughs) uh this episode i was like sitting there being like i don't know what i do like you know, on the one hand, it's freedom, but it's likely death. But maybe they can be free because the anomaly will like not hit. And then, I, I don't, I don't know what Burnham should do here. You know?
1: Yeah, it, it, it definitely. Um, I, I think that this is some of the the strongest uh, like moral dilemma type episodes that 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 we've seen. And it, uh, I mean, th- there were definitely parts of it that were heavy handed, but it was in the '90s too but this one felt like, like I could absolutely see like Picard having the exact same dilemma and it would have, uh, uh, we'd, we'd, yeah, I, I, I felt like we, we got the, um, it was, it was well done in this episode. And I, uh, I think I'm fully on board with how, uh, with how Burnham solved it. Uh, but it may just be because I, I just feel like Picard would have uh, done it that way too, and I've I've had so much coaching from Picard over the years.
3: <laughs> and then in Picard style, she she uh, shamed that magistrate as well, right? Yeah, place. that was the best. Yeah, that was. I was like, was awesome. Burnham
2: was pretty badass right there. I appreciated her shaming and just the whole attitude she had about her during that scene. I was like, yeah, that's good. I like that. Well, you know, I was having this. I was trying to decide if you know so many star trek characters and i love star trek obviously i'm on a star trek podcast but so many of our star trek characters are so self righteous like they all you know and i've mm-hmm. i've described burnham that way uh-huh. and i appreciated that she didn't get all self righteous in that scene with felix like like no i know what's the, i know mm-hmm. what the best way for you to experience redemption, redemption and mm-hmm. and to experience you know like like i don't cuz at, at first i felt like I almost felt like she was speaking from her experience as, um, you know, the mutineer, right? So that's what she was known mm. as in the first season, um, having been in prison and and the guilt that she was feeling and and all of that. So yeah. I wondered if she was speaking from that experience when she was first having her encounter with Felix, um, and then just recognizing, you know, I mean, I think there, I think he did have a, a powerful story, and she just kind of. Thought, you know what? I'm just going to honor this person's experience and he can, yeah. you know, anyway. So, well, no,
1: I, I think you're absolutely right because the, uh, the, that was a lot of her attitude back then too is, uh, I was like, no, just let me serve my sentence, like, uh, feeling like, like that she deserved what she got. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, that that's an interesting angle because it. I mean, it's it's so easy in like season four to like forget that Burnham is the famous mutineer. Yeah. Because right. it's just like it's that's not part of the storyline anymore. The past. No. It's- <laughs> yeah. Right. <Like> it's- <laughs> the um,
0: I I I think the thing that I struggle to understand is Book's reaction to it. Like, you're just gonna let him die. Like, yeah. Like I, the strength yeah. of I could have understood him being like torn up about it, but the strength of his reaction was just. I guess I kind of just attributed it to like, okay, he's still torn up with um, with the whole Quaidjian situation. So yeah. just the idea of thing things dying messes him up.
1: I yeah, think that's
2: what it was.
1: I think you're right about that.
3: And initially, I kind of like when they when they had the whole kovic Culver thing, and they didn't quite focus on book, and I I, I was hoping that they'd track his, his recovery, his healing, his, his difficulties in dealing with loss over multiple episodes, I was like, okay, so they're pivoting to other characters, and, and things that they've gone through before, and so in terms of having a sequential, um, uh, you know, chronology and like dealing with one character's loss over multiple episodes, it's a little confusing, but sometimes... You know, in people dealing with loss and trauma, it is not it is not uniform or linear, and they suddenly have moments of uh, oh, know, for sure joy, and suddenly have moments of um. So i I guess they were trying to do that. It took me time to process that after the fact, and and maybe that's that's how that's how book is gonna be. You know, he's gonna he's gonna show show himself as happy and and solving problems with with mm-hmm. Burnham and reaching Mm -hmm. back into their time together before. Um, um, And I guess, I guess that's one way to explain it.
0: Yeah. I think that that is uh, because they they made call outs to that early in the episode too. They were, they had them talking about their past and and the things that they've done together, the shenanigans that they've been up to Mm -hmm. basically. So I, I could definitely see that happening. So, the the end of this episode then leaves us with a lot of questions about what the anomaly is. Um and I, I wonder if we're gonna take a break from Ruan Tarka for a couple of episodes now, or if we're gonna just kind of next episode boom, bing bang, we're gonna find out all about what what's going on. Um I yeah. could there be an in between where
3: you keep him and you keep, you know teasing out the story and keep him mysterious and and then he just
0: has like lone drinks with like Culber, and then he meets another person for a drink and it, all the whole crew and one by his... one becomes suspicious
1: yeah yeah like and he needs he needs something to insult about each person um like he'll probably talk about detmer's yeah, uh, implant and whatnot um the I, I th- They have been teasing repeatedly throughout the season that they're uh, the, sort of that plot line of social unrest. Um, so I, I think that uh, if they are good, if they're not going to go straight into Ruan Tarka, I could see the next few episodes being focused on like maybe an incident happens on one of the other Federation core planets uh, because they're they're now afraid of uh, this being directed by a, by someone uh, out there. uh and so we could we could get some interesting uh, storylines, sort of fracture. Like while we're trying to have this uh, like unification of the federation, there's probably opportunity to show a bit of fracturing as well um, on one of the core worlds.
0: Okay, well we'll see where we where we go off to. I think at this point, uh, any other final notes about this episode that you'll want before we jump into our ratings.
1: I, I thought it was cool we got two uh, callback uh, ship names. We had the USS Janeway and the USS T'Pau. Uh, mm-hmm. uh I don't know who J- Janeway is talking about. It sounded familiar <laughs> to me. But uh, T'Pau <laughs> at least was a... Um, I, I think it has shown up in three different Star Trek series. Uh, but uh, the, so the one that I remember the most Janeway. from in... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the the one that I that I remember the most from is uh in Enterprise the uh uh T'Pau was a um one of the leaders of the Cyrenite movement which are the ones that helped uh, sort of repoint the Vulcans over to uh, Surak and um right uh, yeah and it's I think she ended up being a a diplomat uh in uh later series. Isn't well,
2: T'Pau the one who does the uh whatever they call that ceremony to reintegrate? Um, Spock's Katra into his body I think. It's
1: it's possible uh, yeah. I'm not 100% I, sure is, though.
0: I thought I thought Tapao is the person who turns up in the uh, uh, in in the 80s and 90s being an English rock uh, music group <laughs> right? I thought that's what Tapao is <laughs> okay no actually there is an English rock music group named Tapao I don't think we in America are familiar with them as much but they joke about them on my English comedy podcast a lot. Krapau actually is the lady who shows up I believe in hologram format in an episode of the original series where they're on that like planet where the alien makes like a bunch of um uh it, it's a mock time. It's the episode of Mock Time. Oh, yeah. Uh, where I, I can't remember if it's the one where Abe Lincoln shows up, but there's um there's the, 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 that's the uh, <laughs> That's that's the one where uh where where she shows up in and, and she's like an older lady.
1: So, the original series was so, so hilarious. Is so that, that, <laughs> the Moth time
2: the one where where uh Spock has um Ponfar? Yes. Yeah, okay.
0: Yep, that's the one um all right well let's let's give this episode a rating who wants to stick their neck out and give a strange new rating to the examples uh
1: i'll 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 start it out um i think this was episode was it was fine it was it, it was it was decent uh i think i'd probably give it a a seven i i, I maybe maybe I, I would rate it higher if i was like just focusing on the like uh, jaw-dropping moment at the end for me, but uh, I I've got mixed feelings about the the potential like that this is like some evil villain that is creating the DMA. Um, I I I, I uh, at the very least I hope that that they do something interesting with this if this is directed by a single uh, an entity of some sort um, and uh, like maybe they're trying to use it for transportation or something and it's just gone out of control or I, I don't know um, uh, since it's a wormhole uh somehow but yeah it, it's uh yeah i was i was more more or less fine with the episode
0: i'm gonna give it a 10 because adam <laughs> likes to give 10s and i'm just gonna do it i, I doing would have rated there. the
1: previous episode not a 10 <laughs> uh just just so y'all know <laughs>
0: <laughs> well no i'm gonna i'm gonna give this an eight because on reflection i enjoyed it more than the episode prior um this is the first anomaly episode i think i've enjoyed i liked ron tarkas like i mean he's a douchebag but i like the characterization uh Mm -hmm. even some of the stuff on the planet was kind of fun and kind of popcorn chewy kind of interesting the moral dilemmas were kind of cool Mm -hmm. i Mm like the stuff they did with kalbur so i i started out thinking i'm gonna give this a six and a half or seven but then looking at what i've given previous episodes it's like no this one's better it's an eight for me
2: I was going to give this a four out of five. I just think it's a solid episode. I enjoyed the episode, and there were a number of moments that I thought were good moments. And it had Tignataro in it, and she's the best.
1: Dang. Yeah, y'all are making good points. Maybe I should move it to an eight. Wait, wait. This <laughs> still <just for> me. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, wait, come shit on it, Rudy. down, Rudy. Dare down.
3: I'm going to do just that uh not because you're telling me to do that but uh, <laughs> he's got integrity <laughs> i uh <laughs> yeah um i didn't quite read the episode the way uh, a lot of you all did or all of you all did i felt it was an example of them trying to do a lot uh, running different plots and maybe it's just me maybe i'm i'm like the, the book stuff and me trying to to connect that hey they're showing drama in different forms and it's not like a continuous thing um, I know there were lessons to be learned, and and I know uh, uh some of all liked the whole uh decision paradox that that Burnham had with Felix, um and and then Culver having his his own trauma being uh, uh being addressed. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential in the show to go forward, um with uniting the Federation in in the face of the anomaly, and I I like the mystery behind Tarka. I hope they they do that well. Um, but I think this episode is an example of um, touching a lot of important social issues. But some people like me, maybe uh, recovering from a booster shot, are not able to, you know, tie it all together and somehow getting getting lost. Making so a lot give... of
0: excuses for, <laughs> what did uh, you rate it? for
3: your rating. Yeah, I haven't given it yet, have I? No. Um, no. Um, I will give it... Um, 6.5 no. sh- shots <laughs> over uh, booster shots over, I
0: over you were gonna give it like a
3: two or a three or something I don't think i have given anything I will, we'll find out less than a five but um, yeah didn't you, you all you,
2: give it a four you gave the first episode a four I think all of yeah, you yeah he g- he oh. gave it a
1: 3.5 out of 10. Yeah. 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 Oh, y'all we, 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 we 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 were
2: brutal. That <laughs> you were brutal on that first episode. I couldn't believe it because I would not have given it that low of a score. <laughs> you needed me to balance you all out. Yeah. We really
0: did. We really did. Um, all right. Well, with that, thank you, Adam. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Rudy, for being here and talking about this episode. As always, it's a pleasure talking Star Trek with all of you uh, every week.
2: Thanks. nice. Thank
0: Yeah, of course. And thank you, Bill. Thank you, Dinah. Thank you, Max, wherever y'all are, whatever you're all doing. Hope it's a great time. Thank you, Jishnu Guha, for recording our theme music. We always appreciate you strumming away on the guitar for us. And thank you to your listener for making us part of your weekly podcast routine we'd really appreciate that you take the time to listen to us share the news with other friends and uh give us ratings so uh always appreciate you being out there special thanks this week to who else but kovic uh character that's always there when we need him to do something or the other uh next time probably going to be a forklift technician we'll see uh but we'll, we'll 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 go with kovic one week at a time all right see you next week everybody goodbye Bye. Bye.